Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone. I'll tell you what, that was a spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play! Off to the races! Some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. Ah, another Friday mailbag. Time to have some fun. Talk about uh, a really cool idea for the fantasy playoffs and much, much more. And we're playing Fantasy Jeopardy today, so I got to get this button all ready for Heath. So, yeah, get ready for that. That's uh, I'm Adam Azer. He's coming this year. Hi, Heath. I think the first time I ever played Fantasy Jeopardy, I skunked Jamie. He scored literally zero points. And I have never won since. And I probably lost that day somehow. I was going to say, he. Uh-huh. I thought you were going to say, and you somehow gave Jamie the win. But if you win fair and square, you will you will get the, the victory. Um, Dan, are you uh, excited, nervous for Fantasy Jeopardy? Somewhere I, I'm nervous, but now a little less nervous knowing I'm not going up against Jamie. Because it sounds like with Jamie, even when you win, you don't you lose. It's one of those things. So it sounds like I'm in a better spot here. At least, at least, uh, at least I have a shot. No, it's it's not a Jamie thing. You have a great okay. shot. It's it's 100 a Heath thing. It's okay. if you're facing Heath, you win. Or <laughs> yeah. at the very sounds least, for me. At the very least, you will get a shot at the buzzer. We will ensure that you get a shot at the buzzer, yeah. no matter how distant. It is. Yeah, I agree. And Shagger's going to have to come up with the final Jeopardy category for that. Let's start with our email of the day, fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Please send your emails, fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. We're also reading your Apple podcast questions, uh, so make sure you leave those reviews. Anthony has the email of the day. He says, Dear Rico, Rico, and Buffy, those are the last three people that won our Smitty City League despite knowing nothing about football. Interesting. What do makes our makes our show really feel validated? That's great. Uh, what do the fantasy experts usually have open on draft day? Obviously, the draft window is open, but what other resources do you use? I personally make an elite level spreadsheet that allows me to drink as many Arnold Palmer's spiked as possible and still have a successful draft. Uh, making the spreadsheet with the tiers, the targets, the projected projection salary projected salary cap value and player notes is part of the fun. This is actually interesting because we've had this pre-roll running on our show lately of about Arnold Palmer spiked, and and uh, Anthony likes them too. So that's great. Is that great, Ben? It's really good. Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. Um, I actually had one for the first time this past Friday. I had never seen those before, and I was at a friend's, and they had them. They were unbelievable. Like I was like blown away by how good they were. Oh. I heard Adam had a friend that actually brought one over to him, but he wouldn't open it up for him and pour it in a glass for him as well. So <laughs> Adam was not work. willing to uh, not willing to try it. Way too much work. Okay. So anyway, uh, what do you guys have open uh, when you when you are drafting? A beer. Uh huh. Um, always a beer. No, it really, it's fun. It illustrates something. It's kind of a funny point. I think for Dave and Jamie and I is that when I draft on CBS, I don't 
really have much open. The draft room, I can sort by my rankings and see whatever player I want at any given time. I will build a spreadsheet or any draft that's not on CBS. And I usually have our draft day guide pulled up as well. The one Chris Towers puts together every year that will be coming out shortly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also very simple with this, Adam. I, depending on, I mean, most of the drafts I do with the exception of the leagues we do for work, things of that nature are salary cap drafts. I'm not a big believer in snake drafts. I will go to war for salary cap drafts whenever we need somebody to be that guy, put me in coach. But okay. so what I like to have for those, for those salary cap drafts, what I like to have is a spreadsheet open that tracks my budget and the way I do salary cap drafts. I have specific targets based on price for each wide receiver one, running back one, et cetera, et cetera. So I'll have that number in and then I'll kind of go change it based on who I ended up winning or bidding on at the, in that range. So I like to have that. And then the other thing, only other thing I have for both snake and auction drafts are my tiers that I create myself, because I feel like that's all you really need. You just go by your own tiers. And at that point you've done all the research going into it, or at least you should. So you should know who you want with each, with each pick that in a snake draft or in an auction, it's a little, or I'm sorry, salary cap draft. It's a little bit different, obviously. For a salary cap, I, I don't really have anything open for a snake draft because by the time I'm doing my real drafts, I've done 50 mocks. And uh, and we do have all the rankings for, for Heath, for Jamie, for Dave, plus projections in the draft room. Um, now, if I'm doing it on another website, then I'm definitely going to have their rankings up on one of, you know, one of my tabs, be our rankings page on cbssports.com slash fantasy. Uh, but for a salary cap draft, I will write. I will write down. You know, I'll have a word document with most, if not all, of the one or two dollar players that I'm targeting. And as they get taken, you know, I have to take note of it and say, "All right, I'm kind of running out of the players that I thought I'd be able to save money on and, and be happy with my team." So that you know, I like to have that list up. It's, I don't need to do that in a snake draft. You know, you've got you've got the list of available players and whatnot. But you, I like to see. You know who I think I can get for a dollar, and as they come off the board, it's it's pretty important to know if your dollar targets are uh, are are you know off the board. Okay, um, we want to welcome a new podcast to the CBS Sports family just in time for the Tokyo Olympics. It's called Attacking Third. Attacking Third will cover the U.S. Women's National Team as they aim to capture gold as well as the NWSL. It's it's at least three times a week, making it the most comprehensive podcast in the space. So join our hosts, Sandra Herrera and Lisa Roman, as they bring you match previews, recaps, exclusive player interviews, and more. Download and follow Attacking Third wherever you listen to this podcast. We're going to start with Apple Podcast questions, then we'll get into Fantasy Jeopardy, and then your emails. Apple Podcast question from my account dad. I can keep three of the following with no draft player. We can roster a player for up to three years total. Um, All right, it's... Half PPR for running back only. That's interesting. <sighs> Tight ends get one point for every 10 yards. Everyone else gets one point for every 15 yards receiving. Rushing is one point for every 20 yards. And, and yet, and it's half PPR for running back. Okay, this is weird. Uh, okay, so I have, he can keep up to, th- he can keep three. Lamar Jackson, he can keep one more year. Justin Herbert, two more years. Zeke, one more. Akers, two more years. Diggs, two more. A.J. Brown, two more years. Andrews for two more years. Is this one quarterback league, correct, Adam? Yeah. So he had Herbert and Lamar. Okay. 
I mean, I'm I'm leaning Acres as my first guy just because you can keep him for the two years. It seems like it's a league where that's valuable. Also, the half point PP, the half point for just running backs in PPR makes me feel like the running backs are more valuable. Then I kind of get caught up and confused with the twenty yards versus the fifteen yards. <laughs> yeah. So then maybe that evens it back out. I don't know, but I. Acres and then one of the two of AJ Brown and, and Stefan Diggs. For me, it would be Diggs because I think he's going to be more of a target hog for the next two years. Man, I'm really struggling with this math because it's like it's Diggs for sure. And I think it's Acres for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, I think it's Zeke for sure and Diggs. And it's either Acres or AJ Brown for me. Um, and I can't, like, best I can tell, it's like 74. 80%. Well, let me tell you this. A, a thousand, the problem, a the thousand problem yards. Any of these weird guys, he's not going to have, I guess he could go keeper from whatever he gets in this draft, but the, it feels like the one year versus two year thing is big in this type of league. I don't know if that's correct though. Yeah, I don't know. A, a thousand yards for a running back is uh, 66 points. No, it's 50 points. Okay. A thousand yards for a wide receiver is 67 points. Basically. So you would need thirty-four catches to make up to make it even on a thousand yards. Okay. We would put AJ Brown more in the thirteen hundred yard range, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and Akers and Zeke, you know, have that potential. Right, right. right. So three, so six, so forty catches. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the running backs. Running backs and digs. <laughs> Andrews is really tempting too, because he's he's one point for every ten yards. Running backs are right. one point for every twenty wide receiver. All right. All right, we'll stick with that. Running backs and digs for Heath. Let's move on. Uh, Jess B100. Uh, hey, Devin, DeAndre, DeAndre, Michael, and Chris. M I K A L. I'm saying be Michael Lashore. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, DeAndre Swift. Yeah. Uh, Devin Aroma Shodu. These are all, I guess, Lions running backs. I don't, I don't think, I can't think of a Chris or a Devin. Me either. All right, I'll Google it. <laughs> uh, rank these guys. <clears throat> Excuse me. Half PPR. Austin Eckler, Cam Akers, Antonio Gibson, Joe Mixon, Najee Harris. <laughs> Would you like the names again? I'll give you for the listener's sake. Eckler, Akers, Gibson, Mixon, Harris. Half PPR. I'm on Mixon and Eckler here, especially in half PPR. Eckler gets the edge for me. Mixon's probably the top guy I have out of all those guys. I know it's a little bit of a reach considering he's never realized the potential, but he just I just see the clearest path to volume for him out of all those guys. Eckler, Mixon, Akers, I have back-to-back-to-back. A small okay. gap before we get to um, Najee Harris and then Antonio Gibson for me. So yeah, like Harris obviously has the path to volume too, but I have so many concerns about that offensive line and even just the offense in general with Roethlisberger with what's left of him. All right, Devin, DeAndre, Michael, and Chris are uh, Phoenix Suns. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. That's lineup for the Suns. Okay. Hey, by the way, just so everybody knows, we're recording this on Wednesday afternoon. You're hearing it on Friday, so. There's only been three NBA Finals games played, but also any breaking news Wednesday night, Thursday, Friday, whatever. We don't. Well, have we can at least discuss the big breaking news from today, right? Is this you're going to make fun of me? No. What is it? Not at all. Uh, I wish. Travis Kels corrected the uh, pronunciation of his last name. What? He he said it's no actually, way. Travis Kels. 
and he just didn't want to uh didn't want he's to claiming kills now claiming kills well i think it might be a bit but whether it's a bit or not i'm 100 Travis Kels the rest of the season yeah that would be a bit and aggravating what about his J- what about his brother jason is he commented at all on this or I, confirmed? i'm not sure uh if he's uh he said he, he's okay with kelsey and kills but so this is basically tyrod tarod all over again and kamara kamara yeah, I just I don't I mean, this is a hot take, but I don't like Travis Kels is a third round player to me. <laughs> and Kelsey is a borderline top five pick. I have no interest in Travis Kels. OK, next question yeah. is from Nikki B5. We're switching to Superflex in two years. I'm sitting at 108 in my rookie draft. I need some some youth. I'm considering Bateman. But because we're switching to a super flex in two years, I can't help but consider Trevor Lawrence. Is it too early to start preparing? I also have 2.4, and I think Lancer Fields will be available there. I can't tell if this is dynasty or is, is this just keeper? Because we would need to know the rules on this as far as like how long you can keep a Trevor Lawrence or any of those quarterbacks. If it's a rookie draft, I'm, I'm, I'm going dynasty. I'm going to presume dynasty. Yeah. Dynasty. Oh, if it's dynasty for me, if you can get any of those quarterbacks at 108, I'm taking them. Yeah, Lawrence, I think, Personally. should be taken at 108 in a one-quarterback league. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I love that. I wouldn't – I'd probably hope that either Lance or Fields is there at 2.4. I don't think I'd take them at 1.8 just because it's two more years before you get to use them in that regard. Right. Okay. So it depends this, where you're at, too, as a team. If you're a rebuilding team in this dynasty league, I think you're going to be more likely to take one of those guys. I mean, you're going to have such an edge at some point if you just load up on quarterbacks now, even just in via trades. From Jimmy Grandpa, dear Babe, Steve, Drew, and Tom. These are apparently Patriots quarterbacks. Babe Perilli, Steve Grogan, and then we know Drew and Tom. Yeah. Thank you, Google. Two quarterback keeper (laughs) league, 12-team PPR, three receivers. I am keeping Justin Jefferson, and I'm taking Patrick Mahomes with the second pick of the draft. Um, With the keeper set, mock drafts usually show... McLaurin, Keenan Allen, Ked, uh, Clyde Edwards-Elair, Gibson, and Kittle at pick 211. How would you rank that group? He's already got Mahomes and Jefferson in this scenario. Uh, would you go with McLaurin, Keenan Allen, or how would you rank them? McLaurin, Allen, uh, CEH, Gibson, Kittle. And we don't know if what the PPR situation is here. Oh, I'm sorry, it is full PPR. Full PPR. Full PPR. No um, tight end premium. No. Okay. I think. Those, yeah, go ahead, Keith. Keenan, McLaurin, Kittle, Gibson, and Clyde. Yeah, those are. The I was five. definitely with Heath on Keenan and McLaurin one two. Uh, for me, I think it just differs after that, just because I'm very high on Ceh going into this year. I think his passing game role specifically is going to grow a lot this year. So I'd probably go him next, but I can totally see going Kittle there. It's a safer play. And then Gibson would probably round it out for me. I wasn't sure if Heath was ranking or if he was just asking if those were the five. I was ranking. Okay. All right, then. He was ranking. We'll move on. Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern. Please join us for a live mock draft. YouTube.com slash fantasy football today. Subscribe to the channel. Hit the subscribe button, and we'll see you on YouTube. YouTube.com slash fantasy football today, 7 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday. Yeah. All right, folks, it is time for Fantasy Jeopardy. So we have three categories, and we have three answers within each category. 
for $200, $400, and $600. Dan, you've never played before, so I'll give you the rules, which is good because I need to make sure I say the rules beforehand. Uh, you cannot lose any money for wrong guesses. Um, I think the Daily Double is kind of stupid, so I think I'm going to eliminate it in this format. Yeah, we're going to eliminate the Daily Double. Um, the first person to say his name gets the answer first. And again, no penalty for wrong guesses. So if he guesses first and guesses wrong, feel free to to jump in. And that is Fantasy Jeopardy. And, and Ben, I, ben will come I, up I with two, Final Jeopardy. Two clarifications that I would like to make before we start. Okay. How long after you say your name until you have to answer? Three seconds. Three seconds. Okay, so you should not say your name and then try to think of an answer. <laughs> Good idea. Well, there's no penalty for guessing, so it would seem like that wouldn't be a bad strategy. Um, two, are we using the internet that's in front of us or are we not? No. No, no internet. No okay. internet. I don't really Looking. know. Yeah, there's a few that, that the internet could help you with. Okay. Just look at Adam's beautiful face and that's all you need. Okay. So <laughs> The funny thing is Adam's face is where my internet is. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so our categories are throwers of the football, carriers of the football, and players you may see at the zoo. Players you may see at the zoo. Okay. Uh, Heath, you're the veteran. The board is yours. Would you like throwers of the football, carriers of the football, or players you may see at the zoo for two, four, or $600? Players you may see at the zoo for $600. He has rushed for 900 yards three times in his career and was a top 30 running back as recently as 2019. Nine hundred yards, three times in his career. Yeah, he was, was a top thirty running back as recently as two thousand nineteen. Yeah, and you may see him at the zoo. Right, you might see him at the zoo. Oh boy, this is a struggle. Uh, Five seconds. What was that? Five seconds. Oh. Heath. <laughs> oh okay, Heath. Heath, go ahead. Tariq Cohen. Why would you see Tariq Cohen at the zoo? He plays for the Bears. I don't know oh, what the right, rules yeah. are for this. So no, um, I think it's going to be his last name rhymes with an animal or something like that. Yeah, it is an animal. Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde. Yeah. Why would you see Carlos Hyde at a, at a zoo? Hyde, like animal hide. Uh, it's a bit of a stretch, but okay. <laughs> That's why I was... This guy's a ridiculous category. <laughs> it's All a right. bit of a stretch, but okay. Carlos Hyde. Yeah. He's the 600-point... Uh, Answer. That's why it was 600, not 200. Okay, okay. Go ahead, Heath. Board's still yours. Well, I mean, as good as that one was, I think we should stick with Animals at the Zoo for 400, please. 400, okay. Since week (laughs) six of the 2019 season, this player has scored 14 or more PPR fantasy points in just six of his last 23 games. 14 or more PPR fantasy points in six of his last 23 games, and you might see him at the zoo or maybe more like the aquarium. Yeah. Oh. Five seconds. <laughs> this is so hard. Heath. Heath. David Johnson. No. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Why would he be at the zoo or the aquarium? I, you know, you might see Hyde at the zoo. <laughs> okay, we're done here. The answer is DJ Chark. DJ, DJ Chark. Chark. Yes. DJ Chark? It sounds like what? Shark. 
Sounds oh. like shark. Oh my god, That's we're easy. doing that. All right, all right. All right, Heath, what's next? Uh, I think we'll save that for later. So yeah. um throwers of the football for six hundred, please. Okay. He is the only quarterback in the last two seasons to finish top five in six point per passing touchdown leagues with fewer than thirty touchdown passes. Oh, Dan. Yes. That is your name. Matt Ryan. (laughs) Last two seasons, the only top five quarterback in six point per passing touchdown leagues with fewer than 30 touchdown passes. Heath. Yes. Who is Kyler Murray? He was sixth, uh, just barely outside the top five. That would have been right. The answer is Deshaun Watson in 2019. No, I just brought that in there because you typically need in a six point per passing touchdown league, you're looking for thirty touchdown passes right. or more. Right. This is really good. Right. You um, need rushing guys. All right, he throwers of the football for four hundred, please. He led all quarterbacks in rushing touchdowns in twenty twenty. Heath. Heath. Who is Kyler Murray? Dan. Dan. Who is Josh Allen? No, I know who it is. I guess again. Yeah, you can't. You're not going to get credit for it, but you can't. It's Cam Newton. He had 12. Oh, it is. Kyler had 11. All right, 0-0 so far. 0-0. Heath, the board's still yours. Uh, Carriers of the football for 600, please. He was third in catches among running backs behind Alvin Kamara and J.D. McKissick. In 2020, uh... Five. Oh, man. Heath. Heath. Who is Naheem Hines? Hey, you got it. Heath. Uh, 600 for Heath. Nailed it, Heath. All right. It's killing me. Carrier. You might, so, see, you might see Hines at the zoo. Yeah. Yeah. You catch up and fries, right? Absolutely. Um. So, yeah, go ahead. Board's yours. I mean, I am dominating the board here. <laughs> this is really <laughs> impressive effort. Uh, carriers the football for 400. This is the top 10 running back from 2020 with the lowest 2021 average draft position. Top 10 last year. Dan. Drafted latest this year. Dan. Who is Mike Davis? No. Heath. Heath. He didn't finish top 10. Who is Josh Jacobs? Come on, guys. He's teammates with somebody who was at the zoo. Who is James oh, wow. Robinson? Who is James Robinson? Robinson, mm. that's easy. Yeah. Yeah. You guys that's are bad. That's bad. All right. We, we, have, um, we have throwers, carriers, and players you may see at the zoo all for $200. So worst case scenario will be tied going into final jeopardy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But so uh, you got one right. Two hundred. Which one? Throwers for two hundred, please. Okay. Over the last four seasons, Jared Goff has two thousand nine hundred ninety-six more of these than Matthew Stafford. Heath. Heath. What are passing yards? Correct. Correct. He has ah. three thousand more passing yards and the same yards per attempt as Matthew Stafford. Over the last four seasons. Carriers of the football for 200, please. Within point three, so you get a little leeway here. Within point three, this is the yards per carry that David Montgomery averaged in the first 25 games of his career before Heath. that six-game stretch. Dan. 
I think Heath did say, yeah. Go ahead, Heath. Three point six. Oh wow, you nailed it. It's three point six five. All right, oh so my that God. is. I'm gonna get shut out here. A thousand to nothing. Don't worry. Final Jeopardy is worth at least twelve hundred. You get the last two players you may see at the zoo for two hundred. Ready? Yes. Of all the players whose names might have something to do with animals, he had the most catches in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Who is C.D. Lamb? Hey, good job. Oh, that's a great one. All right. C.D. Lamb. So Heath is up 1,200 to nothing. Heath then, was hustling me, too. He's like, you're going to have a shot. Don't worry. It's going to be easy. You got over, this. Man. It's not over. Right. <laughs> uh, how, um, ben, how much do you think Final Jeopardy should be worth? Enough so he can lose? Yeah. <laughs> no, we'll give can I, can I explain to you guys um, the rules of Final Jeopardy? Uh, you, yeah. you you wager a, an amount that you have to wager. Dan currently has zero, so Final Jeopardy is worth zero to Dan. There is no way that he is allowed to make a wager. He does not have I, anything to wager. No, I forgot about the rule that Dan gets 601 bonus points just because it's his first time. Yeah. So we'll do Final Jeopardy uh, with 601 bonus points okay. for Seems Dan. Fair. And... <laughs> And your category is Lions wide receivers. So figure out how much you want to bid. Send me an IM if you if you wouldn't mind. Um, so the Lions wide receivers is your final Jeopardy category. Heath has 1,200. Dan has 601 right now. And I will wait for your IMs before I read the final answer. Do-do. Not yet. Too early for that. All right. Heath has sent it to me. I'm sending it right now. Heath really ha- I mean, has a pretty easy call. Yes. And I also think I have an easy call, too. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you, I, especially after Adam tells you what I bid. It's really only really nice. 60, Dan. There you go. <laughs> it feels like the deck's really stacked against you here, Heath. It really does. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Lions wide receivers and final Jeopardy is. Let me guess. This is from Schrager. Um, the two Lions wide receivers with average draft position since July 1st inside the top 75 wide receivers. These are the two Lions wide receivers with an ADP inside the top 75 wide receivers. Do we write these down or what do we? how do we go about this? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm Heath, sending Heath is sending them to me now. Heath's sending them to me now. So when he's done sending them to me, Dan can, can verbally say his guesses. Top 75 wide receivers, the two Lions. All right. Heath's answer is in. Dan, are you ready? I am ready. Sure. All right, Dan. What, what do you got? I'm going Amon Ross St. Brown. And I am also going with um, Tyrell Williams. The same answer as Heath. You are both wrong. First of all, you have to say it in the phrase of in the form of a question, which you oh, didn't. Who is? It yeah. is Amonra St. Brown and Brashad Perryman. 74 bad, and 75. Bad job draft drafters. Bad job drafters. <laughs> um, yes. Bad job drafters, but worst job by me. Yeah. 
Yeah. This is not, I'll make up for this. This is not, this can't be it. This can't be my lasting impression on, on our Jeopardy show. Uh, you uh, take some time to, to think about what you've done. We're going to take a break on fantasy football today. When we come back, your emails at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, we are back. Here we go. This is from Ken. Ken says, greetings, Carrie, Steve, Chris, and Jake. Man, these are getting really obscure, but these feel like Panthers quarterbacks to me. Carrie For Collins? Sure. Is it, sure. is it Carrie Berlin? with a play? Yeah. Yeah, Carrie. Who's Chris? Jake Delhomme. Yep. Chris Wanky? Did he play for them? Wanky, yeah. Wanky played for them. Yep. Wanky? Delhomme. I think it's Wanky. I've never heard anyone pronounce it Wanky, though. It's not Wanky. Chris Wanky. No. <laughs> It's Chris Winky. No, it's not Winky. It's not W. Yeah. It's not like W E W I N. It is W E N. No, it's spelled W E I. Right. But it's pronounced Winky. Chris Winky. Uh, Chris Wanky. Wait. Okay. Well, he's a Seminole. So, uh, why not Sam Darnold in the top ten? That's my bold prediction. Rocket arm, good on his feet, poor defense. I don't know about that. Outstanding wide receiver weapons. Best route running running back. Um, uh, I literally yeah. do not know if you said any true things. The best route running running back. That's definitely I, I give him that. <laughs> the best route running running back. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's McCaffrey. Not the best route running running back. Yeah, and his weapons are pretty solid. I think the problem with Darnold is he's not going to offer you too much on the ground, so that hurts him because these days if you want to be a top 10 quarterback and you're not going to put much up on the ground you got to go that tom brady route and so you got to throw a lot of touchdowns and he hasn't shown it at any point in his career the rocket arm i've never seen out of sam darnold even dating back to when i scouted him in college i mean that was never his calling card he never had a huge arm yeah i am we have way more evidence (laughs) way 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 more evidence that sam darnold is terrible than drew luck than Daniel Jones, than even Gardner Minshew. Like, he has been absolutely awful. And I know Adam Gase, but other quarterbacks have played with Adam Gase, and I don't know if anyone's ever been as bad as Sam Darnold. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. And all the quarterbacks you mentioned there haven't had too much more than what Darnold had anyway. Darnold has really had basically... Everything stacked against him, though. He's had bad receivers, a terrible offensive line, and Adam Gase. I don't, Top 10 sounds yeah, a little ambitious, but streamable, like a Derek Carr or something like that, is realistic. It, no? That's not realistic? 
I think it's realistic in that offense. It's a really quarterback-friendly offense. We saw the first half of the season, Teddy Bridgewater was fantasy. I mean, he was relevant in fantasy in the first half. Obviously, he fell off. So the offense helps him, but I'm with Heath. I don't know if I could put lock and, him in. And like I would also say, you're talking about a guy that's had a lot of things stacked against him. Um, every piece of evidence we have suggests Teddy Bridgewater is pretty considerably better than Sam Darnold. Okay, let's go to our next question. Uh, from Kyle from a Canadian city south of Detroit. Yeah, I, I, I was just looking it up. It's Windsor is one, but I feel like Al Melchior, former fantasy baseball analyst, couldn't stand Don't Stop Believing because, well, but they say South Detroit. They don't say South of Detroit. I feel like he had some beef with that because South of Detroit is Canada. Anyway, uh, question is, um, I need to keep three players. No penalties, no round values. Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, George Kittle, Terry McLaurin, Chris Godwin. Cook and Kamara. Three players. Oh, three players. Sorry. Man, I'm off today. Um, and the third one was what? Kittle? Oh, Kittle, don't McLaurin. Me out. <laughs> Kittle, McLaurin, and Godwin. I'm going Kittle in the two backs. Uh, yeah, I'm going McClure in the two backs. By the way, just so everybody knows, on Tuesday night on our YouTube stream, we we're playing poker, and Dan like legitimately, seriously called me Iser. Thought that was my name. I, I, it's not that I thought that was your name. Let's backtrack on that and let's back up. It's that I've always read your name as that, and I've never been able to get that out of my head. And I'm trying to work on it. Whenever you, you've never been somewhere in life where you, you consider something to be a fact it's not a fact it's not a truth or this could work for anything but in this regard of pronunciation and then it's just kind of locked in and you got to work your way around that no no the the difference is like there's there's literally hundreds of things like that in adam's life (laughs) he has just not accepted the facts to be the true facts he just goes on with his own belief of the way that things are i'm willing to start going azer but i'm going to read that as Izer. i almost just did it again right there i'm going to read that as Izer every time and I'm going to think of it in my head. I don't know. Yeah, well, good luck. Uh, Heath, I'm just... I apologize, though. That's I know okay. it was a fan. I'm going to blame, uh, blame fftoday.com for all of the facts that I get wrong going yes. forward. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, Matt. This is from Cooper. Hey, Matt, Sean, Walter, Steve, and Richard. I have no idea. It feels Boy Meets world to me. I thought it felt like 85 bears Matt, Sean, but, Walter, Stephen, Richard. I have. No I also kind of thought it felt Bears running back. What Walter was in Boy Meets World anyway? Who's Walter in Boy Meets World? <laughs> I don't know. There was a Sean, right? There was a Sean. Yeah, <laughs> dude. I don't remember. My friend and I have been arguing about Russell Gage ever since the Julio Jones trade. Um, he would rather have Russell Gage over Debo Samuel and Devontae Smith. I'm the complete opposite, and I'm very low on Russell Gage. So I bet him that Devontae Smith will score more half PPR points this year than Russell Gage. What do you guys think about the bet and Gage and why the fantasy industry is so low on him? Because he's not exciting at all is the main reason, I think. Um, It's really hard to see a great amount of upside with the type of player he is as the third target in the offense. And um, I even, I, I might, I would have made that bet pretty easily in full PPR. Um, 
I no, I, I don't think Russell Gage is going to score outscore out of those guys actually. Yeah, I think with Gage, it's you're, if you're betting on him to outscore those guys, you're betting on him to take more of a two A or two B role to Kyle Pitts rather than be the definite third in the pecking order there. But I think as as far as I go, and I'm sure Keith is on the same Heath and you are on the same path. There we go. Thank you, <laughs> you you said Keith, right? No, I, it sounds like I'm saying Keith. But I'm you saying said Keith, it. but it's rolling off the tongue. This is like you know, the third time this has happened. It probably was, what I made it sound. And a certain word. You know what made it sound like Keith was the K that you put on the beginning there. I think. That was- <laughs> no, but it's the it's the word that I end with before it that like weirdly in my in my enunciation doesn't get. I, I'm bad at enunciating words. That's what I've <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> all, right. all right yeah no you make Back a good point you know what i'm just giving up right there <laughs> okay but next question is from <laughs> slick willie slick willie's subject right. line was daniel jones <laughs> is agnostic about scoring fantasy points very good joke there uh just listen to the rb tier pod and i was agnostic up until the geo conversation adam you said you wouldn't draft geo if he was to score you 10 to 12 ppr points a game based off last year's rb ppr total that would have uh Netted you RB 14 through 23, uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so I think that the Geo conversation and what I didn't realize about Naeem Hines and how, how good he was, really, I have to I have to change my opinion there. Uh, I would take Ooh. that. Yeah, well, they're going kind of late. I mean, usually, you know, I'm, I feel like you see the best pass-catching running backs in, like, round eight or something like that, but... It's not the case. James White is 165th. Let's see. Hines is 120th, 119th. So that's basically round 10. And then Geo is 168th. So that, you know what? I really can't, I can't argue with that. And I think I was wrong. Um, FFT.com probably steered me the wrong direction, but uh, that's a joke from our last podcast. But uh yeah no I, I I was wrong and I should be more open to, to drafting them I don't think round ten is when I would start drafting the strictly pass catching running mostly strictly pass catching running back guys but I did want to say that was a good point and uh yeah I have to own that I was I was off there so there you go all right this is from Joe dear Kelly Kozar Testaverde and Walsh that well, one we can get come on that's easy. I don't remember Bernie Kosar playing in the AFC East. He played for the Miami Hurricanes, won the national championship. They all did. These are all Miami quarterbacks. They didn't didn't all win the national championship. Uh, Kelly didn't. The other ones, I think they did. I don't know about test. Yeah. Um, Our league had an issue. There was a time when Miami had a good football team. It was. It's true. Remember it, Adam? (laughs) I do. not Not those guys, but I remember after that. Our league had an issue last year. Okay, this is the playoff uh, scheduling thing that I think is cool. Our league had an issue last year with teams throwing games to gerrymander the playoff seating by intentionally losing to get a better playoff matchup. An idea our league is considering, instead of starting a playoff matchup with a score 0-0, start each playoff matchup with each, each team's scoring average. So if Team A averaged 120 for a week and Team B averaged 115 for the for the year, sorry, not for the week, for the year, if they met in the playoffs, the matchup score would start at 120 to 115, and then all all points earned that week would be added to the totals. That was give this would give a bit of a home field advantage to the better team and cut down on the fluky playoff results. Thoughts on this concept? Love it, love it. This is I, you wouldn't know this probably, Adam, but this actually happens in the Scott Fishbowl. 
um, playoffs. <laughs> I, <laughs> made the, I made the playoffs last year. I made the playoffs. Come on. Did, did, did you? you know that that happened? What? Did you know that that happened? I made the playoffs. Heath. We love it. <laughs> how, many pick, how many picks did you time out of this year, Adam? Just one. Just one? Yeah. Just Is that like a low for you? Is that a low or that's like about average? Or you just eat Scott Fishbowl? I don't think I timed out on any last year. Nah, so it's <laughs> okay. high. Uh, all right, next email is from David. Hey, Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. It's messed up. Where's Where's Chris? Where's Ben? Where's Schneer? My long-running redraft, redraft league will be converting to a 12-team dynasty league this season. Complete blank slate from the previous redraft format. So, going to dynasty... What are the top five things we must be aware of and must do to ensure this startup dynasty league launches successfully? That's a good question. Yeah. Um, one I would say is when do you want transactions to happen? Okay. Um, when do you want, do you want to have the same type of trade deadline? Um, do you want to allow transactions, add drops and stuff during the playoffs and in between the period of the playoffs and the NFL draft? Um, how are you going to manage fab throughout the off season? Is it all the same piece of money? Um, that would be my, my first concern. Yeah, I think he nails it. I think there's other, other ways you can kind of make sure this league gets off on the right path. You want to, some leagues, I feel like set that trade deadline. Other leagues are more open to having the trade deadline not be existent at all because it's a dynasty league. I tend to think those are the better leagues because it kind of keeps the dialogue going all year. It keeps the fun going all year. I think you should 100%, this is off league, but I think you should 100% start a group chat with this league to get the conversation going because dynasty leagues to me are all about trades and all about the market and all about kind of keeping that flowing and a great league for me for dynasty is one that people are active in from the, from a trade standpoint a lot even if a lot of trades don't get off a lot of trade discussions get off uh next thing is how do you want to handle rookies each year and that'll be dependent on how you handle your startup i would i would agree with dan i would prefer to do a startup auction um in fact one, one of my favorite leagues you've got a budget you've got to be in each off season then it goes away during the season so you could have auctions for rookie players you or not or salary cap drafts for rookie players or um you could if you're going to do just a rookie draft then you determine how deep do you want to go um i've got some that only go two or three rounds and some that will go like six rounds so that's that'd be the next thing too okay so far we have when do you want your transactions to happen start a group chat and how do you handle rookies each season so two more. And also make sure make sure it's super flex or two quarterback. Because well, why do we a, want to value? That's the, oh, that was my next one. Yeah. It was going to be how many players do you want to start at each position? Uh, yeah. You're going to have pretty deep rosters, so don't put them all on the bench. Add some starting spots, and those are your top four. Number five is have fun and bring a great attitude. All right. No, next make up. sure make sure it's decimal scoring. Okay, fine. Yeah. Okay, there's five. Uh, from J- and also have fun and have a great attitude. Jason from <laughs> Seattle. Dear Bill, Kurt, Wilson, and Westbrook. Okay, those are Russells. Yes. 12-team non-PPR dynasty trade question. Three receivers, two flex. I have 101 and 111. I have been offered Derrick Henry straight up for 101. Would you do it? Non-PPR. Um, Heath says it best in a lot of his dynasty content. Oh, I didn't mean to cut you off, Heath. You can go on in depth on this, but... It depends on where you're at. 
like it's entirely dependent on that. If you're a team competing for that championship window, it's a totally different offer than if you're not. I mean, you can expand on this, Heath, but I'm sure you agree with that, right? Yeah. Um, and looking at the roster, I don't like just, I think you'd be really honest with yourself. And so I'm going to be honest. I don't think you're probably competing for a championship right now. So I think I'd have 1.01 would be my preference. But if he gets Derrick Henry, that immediately. Okay. So here's his team. And it's not a, it's not a great team right now. It's Prescott. It's non PPR Carson. Oh God. The flexes are just terrible. Uh, Prescott, Eckler and Carson. Hopkins, Beckham, and Landry, Tonyan, John Brown, and nah. Gabriel Davis. This is not a good team. But you throw Derrick Henry on there, like he's so good in non PPR that it makes it's it different. competitive. But it's not the best team with Henry. Yeah, that's true. All right, yeah, don't do it. Uh, subject line from our last one: Joe from the home found the home of Founders Brewing Company. You know where nice. that is, Heath? Founders is great. Oh, I love love Founders. One of the, one of my one of my favorite breweries. All right. Well, that's where he's from. Uh, subject line, Daniel Jones for president. Dear Ty Webb, Carl Spackler, Spalding, and Judge Smales. Was I supposed to guess? Like where you, the you fa- home of... I think, it's, I think it's Grand Rapids. It's the second largest no, city in Michigan. That's all I know. Gra- not Grand Rapids. Founders, Michigan? Is that correct? I thought it was Michigan, up in yeah. New York. I thought it, it is was Grand Rapids. Rapids. No, it's, oh, in, wow. it's in Michigan. Yeah. Hey, Heath all right. on it. Heath. Cool. Crushing it. Um, all right. Anyway, those are Caddyshack references, and uh, Joe needs keeper help. Just reading all the details. Okay, uh, Nick Chubb in round one. Jonathan Taylor in round two. Antonio Gibson in round seven. Calvin Ridley in round nine, and Miles Gaskin in round eleven. Taylor and Ridley. Yeah, it has. I think it has to be Taylor and Ridley. Well, it, it, I think Ridley's the no-brainer in round nine. It, to me, it's Taylor yeah. in round two, or but you don't want to give or, up Taylor there either, or Gibson around seven. I would say like it, that's close if you have an early pick in the second. If you're picking late in the second, then I then I'm just going to take Taylor. Okay. All early right, guys. Pick in the second, yeah, I you're not going to get an opportunity. Good show. Good show to you, um, Dan. I hope you had fun. You know, with Fantasy Jeopardy. Thank you. I always have fun. Yeah, good. And Heath, congratulations. I especially love spending time. Spending time with me? Yeah, it was great to spend time with Keith and Iser. (laughs) Yes, it always is. All right, everybody. Have a wonderful weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday. We've got prospect profiles on Fantasy Football Today in five with Jacob Gibbs, Trevor Lawrence, and LaVisca Chenault. Talk a little Jaguars football. That's on FFT and five over the weekend. We have some more emails to read on FFT and five on the Friday edition. So make sure you are listening to that. I'm Adam Azer. See you on Monday. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.